0: Friday lunchtime lectures at the Open Data Institute. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Friday lunchtime lecture slash debate slash discussion. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing what what does a good data market look like. So I'm Peter. I'm chairing the panel. On the panel we have Eddie Copeland from Nesta, uh, Lee Dodds uh, from Bath Hack, and an ODI associate, and Yodit Stanton from Open Census. Uh, the hashtag for the event is ODI Fridays. If you're out there watching, I know some groups are. Please do tweet along. Feel free to send in comments, questions, critiques, and to say that you can find the link or not. The because we welcome those things. Debate is good, especially if it's as open as possible. The so do feel free send those in. Hashtag ODI Fridays. We're picking things up there. We're watching what's going on. So title today's event is what's a good data market look. A good data market look like. Yeah, so we've been the world has been, uh, we've been focused a little bit on open data portals in the open data communities been lots of work on open data portals. Uh, the UK started off with data.gov.uk and lots of its work there. We can see in the UK that they're looking at the user needs. For data.gov.uk, what would a, a newer uh, portal look like or something that meets the user needs around those services? And at the, at the same time, there's been a discussion around data marketplaces. And what could a data marketplace look like? Does that operate across the spectrum of closed, shared, and open data? You know, so it's an important thing. So one of the questions we've been discussing internally, and we've seen other people discussing, has been what does a good data market look like? What needs does it meet? What are the needs to be met? And a da- is a data market the right answer to meet those needs? So I'll ask our panellists to come along and share some views. We've asked them each to start off with a, a short... Uh, just on their own views on this question, and then we're going to ask them a few questions and open it up to the floor and to anybody watching out on the internet to ask along with their own questions. So,
1: who wants to go first? Eddie, do you want to start us? I can start off. Um, well, I guess my, my opening observation would be: if you look at some of the most transformative digital business models around the world today, think of TripAdvisor, think of Twitter, think of Wikipedia. Their value comes from sourcing data from outside of their organisation. Um, contrast that with the primary sort of mode of open data, at least in the UK right now, uh, we notice that the flow of information is in the other direction. It's from government, it's from the public sector, uh, published out for citizens, for businesses and for charities to use. Um, and I know there's exceptions. We've got things like the Leeds Data Mill, and I know, of course, government and public sector bodies do use some open data sets for themselves. But when it comes to tackling some of the most specific and really urgent challenges we've got right now, um, you know, public sector reform, need to do more with less, I think we're missing an opportunity to tap into the remarkable array of data that sits outside the public sector, outside of government, and I'd like them to find a way of getting that. Um, and I guess one example I would give, um, imagine a city that wants to come up with a good response to congestion. And it's thinking, well, what data would we need to be able to design that policy response? And of course, travel companies, your bus companies, your taxi firms have got data to do with congestion. Um, No doubt IBM and Cisco could sell you an IoT network that could give you that data. Vodafone, Google, through triangulating mobile phone signals or GPS, would have data related to that. As will universities and potentially civic hacker groups who are developing apps for citizens to self report on congestion in their areas. And it's thinking, how do you get access to that kind of data? Because the fundamental problem we've got is that if you're outside of government, you have no idea what information, what data government would like. And if you're inside government, and I think most of us in any context, have no idea what data other organisations may be sitting on. Um, So how do we get it? My suggestion would be that maybe it's time to upgrade the humble open data portal and turn it from being a publishing platform into an actual marketplace. Think of a Rabbit or an eBay, but for data. So you have people with data who can say, this is what I've got, who would like it? Um, I'm offering it here. And those who would like data can say, well, here's the problem I'm tra- trying to solve. Who's got data that speaks to that problem? So if you think from an innovation perspective, if government could say, this is the challenge we've got, Who's got data that could help? Um, that could be really, really transformative. Um, and though I've spoken primarily about government, this is something that could connect anyone with data with those that wanted it, whether you're a business, an individual, a charity, a volunteer group, uh, connecting those far more efficiently in a way that I don't see happening right now. Um, and i just end by saying that primarily Um, I would hope this would be about open data. I hope this would be more of a data exchange than a marketplace. I know the ODI have done some phenomenal work showing the economic case of what can be done with genuinely open data. But where I may differ from some of the open data community is that I don't have a problem with actually making it a paid-for marketplace, paying for data sets if there's real value to that data, and that will be the only way to get it. When we see governments and businesses already paying for consultants or new technologies to solve particular problems, if for a fraction of that cost we could pay for some existing data that sits out there in the world somewhere and it solves that problem in an effective way, I don't have a problem with that. Um, And when we see the ODI's um, brilliant spectrum of data diagram, I'm sure you've all seen it, check it out on the website um, if you don't know what I'm talking about. There's a whole range of different types of data from closed to shared to open and from personal to non-personal. At the moment, the mechanisms we've got online to offer data are very much at that open end. I would like to see us put in place the tools that open far more of that spectrum to far more people. Thanks, Eddie. Lee, do you want to?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so, So we're living in a world where every organization has some data which can help us build a picture of the world, uh, of society. Some organizations have uh, big pieces of that jigsaw puzzle, other organizations have small pieces, but we need all of those b- um, pieces in order to make sense of the whole. So, for me, um, I would dis- distinguish between a data market and a data marketplace. So, for me, a strong data market will have data available from a variety of different organizations, so from both the public sector and from uh, the private sector, um, and I, I absolutely agree that um, the commercial sector has been slow to adopt uh, open data, and most of the benefits have been for the, the, you know, the private sector to, uh, to make use of the kind of public sector data assets. But I do see uh, promising signs that that is changing. So I think it's just a matter of speed of adoption rather than, a, than, than there being a roadblock so we're seeing not just startups, but also large organizations <coughs> starting to open up more of their, their data assets. So um, what, well, I think where I am uh, skeptical is whether um, we need data marketplaces um, in the sense of an app store for data, a platform where anyone can list their data and wrap it in uh, potentially a commercial model um. So they can draw revenue from it. Um. I think we've tried that. We tried to build those five years ago. Um. So in uh, some of my previous roles, I was the product manager for a data marketplace startup. Spent a couple of years working on that. Spent a couple of years watching that space. Um, and looking back, you know, five years on, none of those kind of startups, none of those organisations that were building marketplaces are still around. Um, they've all kind of either been shut down, been acquired for their technology, or they've kind of moved into into different areas. So I, I kind of feel like we've explored that space already, and it hasn't it hasn't worked so far. And there may be some lessons to draw from that. So for me, um, if there is a data marketplace, it's the web. It's the mixed economy of open data and value-added services um, that are available to kind of access and, and use that data. So there are organisations that are kind of building businesses off Value added services for data, so APIs that let you query or interact or analyze some data. So I think there's there's certainly kind of commercial uh, <coughs> potential there, but not uh, around it, not around the supply of data. So I always try and distinguish between whether you're paying for the data set or whether you're paying for a service that operates on that data. Um, so, with that kind of, kind of skepticism aside, um, the, the thing I think um, uh, we do need to think about is the, the infrastructure, the data infrastructure that supports the way that we use uh, data online. So clearly, uh, data portals do need to evolve. We're still at that kind of early, kind of Yahoo directory stage of, of data publishing. Um, and I think most of the issues that we have are around uh, discovery of data. How do I know that there's some data out there that might help me solve my problem? So I think that we should, we, we should expect to see portals evolve. Um, and there's plenty of space to explore other ways to collaboratively uh, uh, collect, manage and use data. There's plenty of, of kind of space to explore options there, which we haven't really touched on yet. There's some kind of uh, early, e- examples, early examples in a few sectors where organisations are coming together to kind of collectively uh, support a data infrastructure. And that, for me, is the kind of interesting space to uh, to discuss.
0: Thank you, Lee. And now for uh, Yodit Stanson from Open Census.
3: Hello. So I'm I'm coming at this from a much more practitioner's point of view. Um, so I, I run Open Census, which is really trying to create a, a data exchange for, for IoT. So based on um, a real time exchange that people can publish and subscribe to to, to um, IoT data anyone that publishes or subscribes to open data uses the platform for free um, at the moment we have something like 12 million daily uh, events uh, going through the platform that's, that are open open data sets these range from you know kind of worldwide air quality data to um, some some kind of patches of, of parking to to kind of uh, footfall information and so forth and this has been a real success. I mean, I, th- I, I can see lots of people are getting value out of it. So I suppose I, si- I sit on the open data as, as very, very important fence. Actually, a lot of our data sets are published by community users. We have had a real kind of uphill struggle um, convincing local authorities and governments to, to enable us to, to publish the IoT data. I know that they're procuring very expensive platforms to, to actually kind of uh, quote-unquote make. City Smarts, whatever that is, but um, they're not really engaging with startups, and they're not really engaging in the conversations of of open data and, and the why's, um, which has been really frustrating. So, um, in terms of in terms of um, I suppose examples of what what I see happening um, in, in the world, I think a lot of people are coming to us, to businesses themselves are coming to us to kind of enable them to be uh, data companies. Um, and I, and I use the example of Google a lot, like why Google can, for example, create like the self-driving car. It's not necessarily the kind of the, the physical making a car it's because they're a data company they have ways which it has traffic information they have mapping, and from all of this, they can become intelligent and that's um, what I see in terms of the open data side wha- where I see the kind of the industry going, um, enabling to st- people to stitch multiple data sets together. Um, Creates really, really interesting things. And it's not the necessarily the kind of the bare components, the individual data sets that are the most valuable. It's when things come together. Um, and from, from I suppose, very IoT specifically, there is possibly a space where, uh, you know, for the shared data side, where companies can, or, or, or at least hardware manufacturers can commercialise their data sets. Um, but I see, s- again, growing... What I <coughs> tend to see most most companies doing is they publish the the raw data sets done um, as open data and then they create services on top of that um, you're starting to see like kind of high-level macro uh, like commodities traders insurance brokers and so forth starting to kind of buy the I suppose aggregated much richer cleaner data sets um, and 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 the community side uh, can can um, use the data kind of uh, locally. Especially for IoT data, people care about the locality, what's the air quality information, what's the flooding information near me. Um, And that's a very kind of small subset of the data that really, if it's open, it's great and it it, it kind of provides lots of value. Um, But there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of room for um, IOT network providers to to kind of create aggregation services on a macro level, country level, city level, and so forth. And there's you know heaps of heaps of ways that they can they can commercialise it. So I suppose um, yeah, that's that's my view. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. Okay, that's great. Thank you very much for the panelists. So, the, so just a question from me, I suppose. Just going back on those different views, the there was an important uh, there was an interesting point that. Uh, interesting distinction that Lee drew between a market for data and a data marketplace so a particular thing where that could where where things occur I was wondering if you know, just going back to that is you no know, again is that a good distinction that because you know, the data market I suppose because often I pick up the paper every day on my phone not literally the I pick up the paper every day on my phone I hear tales about my data being bought and sold so it's like is that data market already there is this really about just making that more efficient? Eddie, do you want to start us off on that?
1: I think it is a really interesting <coughs> distinction to make. Can you mention that maybe in, instead of a marketplace, you, you've kind of got the web and people are publishing data in all sorts of different forms over it. Um, and you made the observation as well that you know, this was tried five years ago. Um, my response to that, I think, would be <coughs> I think the data world has come on a long way in five years, as you know full well as well. And I wonder whether there is a new opportunity based on the fact so many more organizations now hungry for data, um, the development of APIs and the technology that that surrounds it, whether it's worth revisiting. I worry that across the whole of the web, if that's how things are at the moment, we still lack just the visibility of what's out there. And I see it from two sides, talking to government a lot. um, They are largely ignorant, in my experience, of what um, that has an ending, that sentence. They, you know, they're largely <laughs> ignorant of what data sets are out there. And I say, well, I was talking to you know this bank, or I was talking to this SME, or this startup. They've got access to this kind of insight. And they go, wow, that'd be amazing. And it would never occur to them. And I don't think just searching the web would enable them to go through that process and find it efficiently. Um, by contrast, as well, I talk to a lot of um, corporates and charities or even individual app developers who go, Oh, what do you think government or public sector would like this? Um, that would never have occurred to me. And I'm just concerned about how do we get that transparent mechanism to actually connect those communities? And if there does need to be a paid for element, can we find a way to efficiently price data in a way that um, is really difficult to do when it's so dispersed? But I don't know what th- that final model looks like. But I do think there's a role to revisit a marketplace as opposed to just a market.
2: Okay. So, um, so I think that there's 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 different elements there. So, um, so just kind of taking the, the discovery side, um, there's, uh, there's certainly we need better infrastructure to support kind of discovery of not just data sets but kind of individual. Bits of information, in facts and figures uh, are in there. So I'm not advocating that necessarily people are just going to go to search the web as it exists today. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's there are better approaches to um, to drive kind of uh, data discovery. Um, I think there's while things have almost certainly mo- moved on in in the last few years, I think some of the challenges with creating that kind of app store for data type marketplace are still there. I mean, it's it's a difficult thing to build because from a um, you know, It's a kind of classic platform where you've got to bring all of the publishers online before the, the, uh, the consumers come along and then the consumers aren't going to come along until you've got all the publishers online. It takes, it's a very difficult thing to, to, to build and the, the typical approach to doing that is to focus on a vertical sector um, and those organisations that I see that are um, kind of selling data online tend to focus on a, on a vertical and they stay in a vertical because they can be successful, they understand their market, they understand their data. And they don't broaden out, so that's why I kind of think of the web becoming the marketplace because you may just need to go to uh, different kind of vertical platforms mm-hmm. in order to find data. You know, I think that, that kind of speaks to the fact that at a high level, there's very different types of data that people are publishing. You know, just at kind of one kind of coarse grain, you've got more kind of uh, tabular data, kind of statistical type data, and then geographic data. Those are quite hard things to kind of bring together in in one consistent platform. Because I think the other, the other expectation that users of a marketplace have is that they can access the data in a consistent way, that it will all be in consistent models, that if I choose to switch from using this provider's data set and switch to another one, then it's going to be in the same kind of, I can use the same APIs, the same data models, and it's going to be minimal impact, that I can make a marketplace decision that this is cheaper this week, so I can use that. And I, I don't really see that happening because that there's just an extra uh, level of um Standardisation that has to happen, and I also think that at the moment most data is single source; that there aren't alternate sources for me to go to. There are in a few um, in a few kind of broad areas. Um, it may be that I can choose to use OpenStreetMap versus the uh, Ordnance Survey in in some cases, but in a lot of other areas there aren't other providers. So, you know, to take that kind of very simple analogy of a you know traditional kind of farmer's marketplace, there aren't any. There was only one place I can buy my potatoes from. So I, I kind of I don't really feel like we can kind of enable that just yet. Have
0: you heard us any thoughts on markets versus marketplaces?
3: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm skeptical of the app store thing for data. Um, the, the, the fact is practically when you ha- even with the portals that exist, and, and, and I suppose my biggest problem with the whole thing is that everyone's trying to build their own portal and kind of own the experience. And it just seems to be this kind of multiplication of many, many portals that really are, are not very, th- really thinking through what people need and what people are trying to do with the data. Um, like some of the NHS data, most people can't even, they can't download it and run it on a local kind of a <coughs> normal machine. And really what you want to know as a, as a regular person is you want some sort of linked data ability to be able to you know, kind of view the information on a map and then you know kind of drill down into the to the kind of the raw data set. So I feel like that's the kind of service I would like to see is is some way of, of kind of joining data sets um, and, and 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 kind of make it not necessarily you know the, the experience can be can be owned by multiple by multiple people. So you should see it from from OpenStreetMap to 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 any other um, existing service, you know, from City Mapa if you need to. Um, and And give companies the ability to stitch data sets together by to mix you know to i i'm not sure I'm, I'm kind of thinking about much more of a de- decentralized way to manage um, to manage infrastructure um and a lot of the ways as well i mean these data sets are getting really really large i mean for for us, we have absolute masses and masses of, i mean we have a billion documents in our um, in one of our databases at the moment, and and to be honest, it's very expensive if if everyone wanted to download it. So what you know we're thinking, how do we make the data accessible? Because if it's if it's there and um, you have to be very very technical to use it, you know is it really open? Is the spirit of kind of open data? Um, are we achieving that? Um, so, I was thinking through what the user needs are and going back to first principles. What what, what do people need to achieve? Um, and, and and find a way to kind of get these things talking to each other because I think it's it's a problem of silos rather than necessarily um, availability of data sets I guess.
0: okay thank you the I suppose just one more for me before I, I start to open things out to the to the various <coughs> audiences I can see including in the slack channel now because that's the way the world works now everything <laughs> appears <laughs> everywhere the, yeah the so we're talking about a market, now whether it be the market or a marketplace, and obviously, so the current data portals, many of those have been built by governments, so whether that be by local authorities, whether that be national governments, so and again that's partly where we see the proliferation of, of things going in different places. The What would be the role of governments in a data marketplace? Does it have a role there?
1: Well if I, if, if I start on that when I would see, originally there's a role for for hosting um, the platform. And I think potentially City Devolution an opportunity um, to do that, to actually, um, in a similar way to that, the London Data Store is connected uh, data from at least um, a large number of organisations, if not all the boroughs uh, across a whole um, city landscape, being able to do that. And I guess if it's the public sector that has sort of led the way in publishing its own data externally, then maybe actually trying to pick a versicle to start with, actually nailing our use of uh, public sector data and making that more searchable, more findable uh, by other organisations within the public sector as well as the external world, um, seems like a natural progression from where we are now with things like the London data store. Um, the role going forward, I think, would be to gradually open up access to evangelize about it and say, "Well, who is this for what we know which industries are we going for um, government 's got an amazing convening role, an amazing communication role, and I think actually we 're trying to drive uptake of a specific platform they 're uniquely well placed to do it whilst recognizing as I said at the start they 're not the only ones who have interesting data to offer um,
2: <coughs> so I think the the thing that I would add there is that um, the, so the, the, the kind of I think some of the issues with the existing portals is that they are owned by a single organisation, so they you know it and it's generally that single organisation that is publishing into it. So to encourage more of a of an exchange of data between organisations, they need to become multi-tenant. They need to become uh, owned um, by a broader uh, set of organisations. Um, and that's the kind of tack that we're following in Bath. In the, the the kind of the data portal for the city is owned and operated by the community. So we are running it. Um, we have the support of um, of the local council. So they're publishing data into it. Um, and we, but then we are able to then offer that um, that portal as a space for anybody else in the local area to publish data. Um, it becomes a shared resource that um, that um, anyone can kind of kind of use. Anyone can publish data. And I think that kind of neutral space is important to engage with a lot of different types of of, of organization. And the the opportunity to um, share the costs of that means that it can be more inclusive, so you can get very small charities and organizations kind of contributing whatever they have into that kind of overall mix. So, I mean, there may be kind of opportunities for kind of government to help kind of work out what that space looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, uh, I think there's opportunities to help Identify how to kind of frame data that c- that can c- go into those spaces and kind of the kind of registers work that's happening at the moment. I think is really you know, really important, um, but I kind of I kind of feel like it needs to be kind of owned by the community of users. Okay, thank
0: you. Yodis, any thoughts on the role of government in the data market or data marketplace?
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I agree with the kind of com- the community owning it versus government. Um. It would be it would be great for I suppose government to have mm-hmm. some sort of guidance on on maybe metadata and and, and kind of structures and so on and that might turn into a mess. But um, one one of the things I, I suppose for for the for any data portal is, is people really need to care about the consistency the the timings of the data and and, and things are that things are up to date. Um, so. Th- to kind of much more grassroots level, or even startups that actually depend on these on these, um, data sets for their business, um, for them to be able to thrive, there they, they kind of needs to be some assurance that these data sets are going to be consistently published. Um, and that the is actually useful. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm kind of, um, I'm co- companies, pu- pu- yeah, companies and, and, and community groups, I'd say. Okay, thank you.
0: The, so I'm just going to start opening up for questions from the audience, which why I'm also typing out to Twitter, hello Twitter. The Firstly, does anyone in the room have a question they'd like to ask at the panel? If you, if you are going to ask a question I'll actually just say who you are, roughly what you do, just as a bit of context. Uh, so i from
1: uh, the ODI, i learning here, and um, we're often very interested in kind of human aspects that hold us back
0: and it seems like sometimes we're talking about particularly yoga, that it's not a
1: technical solution that we need to be thinking of but there are other things that are playing around what the panel thoughts of perhaps what the non-technical aspects of this well you know, all the different ways people need to maybe think um, to support what you trying to
0: do thanks Sam. so just for the audience at home because the audience isn't mic'd up uh, sorry the, the audience in the room here isn't mic'd up so the question there was about some of the non-technical aspects of the marketplace, and some thoughts on that. So, and I suppose if we go the way around this time, Yoda, would you like to start us
3: off? Um, the, the most important thing is context. Um, so, you know, some some or most kind of community users that I've seen want to know information about their locality. So, perhaps an easy way to put something on a map, or, or you know, they don't necessarily need. Um, or, or sometimes they want to see patterns, but a lot of the kind of the portal style interactions I've seen have been like graphs, quite dry, not necessarily telling you how, you know, whatever that data set is, uh, you know, kind of not really thinking through the user experience. So um, I think design is is, is, is a massive thing. Um, the, the trouble with a lot of these data sets is obviously they're large data sets they're hosted somewhere, downloading it, kind of, kind of the practically it's, it's just too hard. Um, and I just wonder, you know, the ability for, for kind of, uh, like I said, apps like CityMapper and uh, the things that other people use, if they can send code to their data rather than necessarily trying to kind of load all this data sets and, you know, kind of how do we make it friction free? Um, you know, the, the, the portals necessarily shouldn't just be about downloading information. It should just be so, you know, give me X information by this, this boundary um, and I can clearly see it on my mobile app you know so, so th- there's just a lack of design um, I would think so if I had to hire people I'd just hire a group of designers and let them let them work out what the interaction looks like and then design the back-end system um, because that's, you know we, we can do that that's easy it just seems to be um, that the impression I get often is like everyone says, OK, we're going to do this portal it's going to be great and we're going to spend lots of money on it. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not putting citizens first, I guess.
2: So uh, I'd give uh, two answers, one on the publishing side and one on the using side. So on the publishing side, I think, <coughs> I think part of the, the reticence for, um, for commercial organisations around sharing data is just risk aversion. So I think more uh, help and support with um, building confidence in organisations that open licensing um, is fine, understanding what the risks are in sharing their data um, and helping them work through approaches to anonymize and aggregate data so that it can be shared or opened. Um, on the kind of consuming side, other than kind of like tooling to make it easy for people to use the data, I would uh, add in uh, just general data literacy. Um, so uh, we did a, a project in Bath recently looking at the Strava metro data. So this is aggregated data of people cycling, logging their routes around the city. Um, that was a really interesting data set to play with, but what was most interesting is when we started to present that to the local community and help them, try to help them understand where's this data coming from, how it's being collected, how could you make, can you trust what it's telling you, where are the limits with that? And that's a whole new way of looking at, at the world uh, and the way of thinking about problems for lots of people, so I think there's, there's much more to be done there on that literacy side.
1: I think for me there's, I mean if I can speak just about the government and public sector context, there's still a very poor appetite for actually using data as a tool to do stuff and I don't think we're, we're not hungry enough for data yet, it's not systematically involved in the way that we deliver um, services, and I know particularly in a lot of the smart city narrative, you see cities right around the world, right around the UK, procuring a whole load of new technology to give them even more data that they have absolutely no idea how to use uh, because they haven't even nailed the use of their existing data. And that's a huge cultural change, but a necessary one. Um, and I'd argue that it starts right at the top. We need leadership, we need whether it's mayors or CEOs or whoever it be saying, no, we are a data-driven organisation and it's unacceptable to try and come to me uh, with a policy suggestion um, that isn't you know, based on some sort of data analysis. And you know, coming from the think tank world, there's you know, the joke which is completely true is saying instead of having evidence-based policy making, way too often we have uh, policy-based evidence making and um, we have to reverse that and that's a cultural shift that um, we laugh but it's true uh, that, that's going to take some time.
0: Cool, thank you. So I've just got two, two questions coming through Twitter which I'll bundle them both together. So one is from uh, Stuart from ODI Birmingham who's also a developer with ODI Labs. Uh, so Stuart has asked, it's a question specifically for Lee, of how much take-up has the Bath hacks. Data store. He's actually spelt data stokes, but we'll I'm not bounce him too much. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bath Data Store, sorry, Stuart, has from <coughs> non-public sector organisations, and then so that question. Then the, the second question was you know, for the whole panel is from uh, so Paul Maltby from the Government Digital Service, the supporters. Uh, sorry, the Government Data Program. So Paul Maltby has, has said, and it was Antonio Acuna from uh, the Government Data Program is doing is starting off some discovery work on the evolution of data.gov.uk here in the UK. What, what does the panel most want to see as an outcome for that? So I suppose if you leave, you start off. So um, you can answer Stuart's question? So
2: uptake outside public sector, um, slow, as, as you expect. <coughs> um, we've got, um, we, we should shortly be releasing some data from the local community energy company and from a local housing association. It's taken a while to kind of work that through. Um, none of it's been technical. It's all been kind of um, uh, just kind of discussion of around what's, what's the right kind of licensing, Are there issues around for geographic data? What the kind of derived data issues might be with publishing? um, And just really helping identify some early um, use cases um, for for, uh, releasing that data. So rather than just going to them and saying, put your data on the store, what we'd like to do is um, work out a project that we can do with that data, and the data will be released as a side effect of doing that project. And that takes a bit more time than just kind of throwing things online.
0: And then on the question from Paul Maltby about data.gov.uk. Oh, sorry, you missed that. uh, Sorry, Eddie.
1: I guess um, two things, I guess, would be desirable um, going forward. One would be for all those different people uploading data, uh, maybe an even greater emphasis on the quality control. And I know from having judged some past hackathons, people have found that you've had potentially a civil servant who's uploaded a file that was an Excel spreadsheet with multiple tabs. They've uploaded it as a CSV file, not realising it strips out all the other tabs and so some data is not as usable as it could be just for, for minor things like that and I think you know, over time that will get better and better and better. The other thing that I think may happen anyway and it's been pleasing to hear Matt Hancock talking about the need to sub dog food, eat your own data, government using it for itself would be looking how do we get civil servants um, strategically using data.gov.uk um, themselves Um, How can we recognise civil servants as a major user base and not just the public? Um, I've been talking for a long time about how the public sector should be the primary consumer of its own data and I'd be interested to see um, how we could take further steps in that direction using what's already a really, really comprehensive platform.
0: Data.gov.uk, what do you want to see from it?
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some use cases I think I would like to see specific use cases from the different departments being published um, mm-hmm. what what are what are the what are the problems that they like to solve um, and, and then going back to the data and actually kind of stitching them together and I think that really drives the design of, of how um, you know w- if, if there are missing data sets do we have complete data sets is the quality really bad for for the um for the needs. I mean, I, I see a lot of kind of let's go, let's open up a bunch of data and let's just go to hackathon and get some ideas from, um, from developers who, who people maybe don't think they have enough to do. Um, <laughs> I, I would like very clear um, stated needs and goals um, before we even touch a line of, 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 kind of code and, and redesign because um, the trouble is you know, okay, we all if, if we all agree that open data is a good thing I think now it's kind of um, let's let's enable people to do practical things out of it, and, and then we'll figure out the friction points. And I, I do think you know some sort of linked data aspect will come into it, but you know, I won't push my own agenda. But or I will.
0: Thank you. So again, just turning back to the room. So it's just with the film, um, Charles Towers Clark from Post System,
2: um, cell data connectivity. So, where do you think open source? And I'm completely new to all of this. So. Maybe
0: asking a really dumb question, but where do you think open source links in uh, and open source development links in with open data? So that's a question about where open source links into open data. Does Leaf want
2: to start us yeah, yeah, well, I think that they're, they're very uh, very closely related. I mean, there is there's a strong open source tradition in the open data community. So there are lots of open source tools that support collection of data, visualization, and uh, analysis of data. Um, I think the most popular open data portal, uh, CKAN, is open source. So um, in terms of kind of supporting um, the release and use of open data, there's, there's a lot of activity there. Um, I think uh, where there could be um, a little more work is around, um, I'd like to see more um, polished open source projects that I can just deploy and use against my data portal. So lots of people kind of create kind of hacks and maybe they'll release that open source but they're ne- never quite finished. So what I'd like to be able to pick up is something that was built in Leeds and as long as I've gotten the data in the right shape uh, I can run it in Bath and vice versa. So um, that, that, that would be I think, an area where there's, there's more to do.
1: I think open source, less about open source software but an area where I think just openness in general is going to be very important is If central government, if city governments are going to be using more um, data analytics models, so taking data from multiple sources, doing something clever, and then driving a particular action, which may treat citizens in different ways, I'd be very, very keen that those data models are open, so that they are auditable, so that people can scrutinise them. Um, And there's a whole separate debate around citizen trust um, in you know all organisations' use of data, and I think an open approach to the analytics side will be very very important
3: Yoga. yeah I mean we, we um, so I, c- I come from a, a strong open source background I suppose so it, it's, it's all very positive I th- especially for smart cities I think if uh, if cities are going to be kind of rolling out infrastructure um, around around kind of well, every element of um, it would be quite nice if other cities can pick it up and reuse it rather than necessarily kind of reinventing the wheel, which we're seeing a lot of at the moment. Um, and that also goes into open hardware, especially for the Internet of Things. It's like um, what the pattern I see a lot of is communities create some sort of um, you know, water quality monitoring and, and another kind of hardware and they share the schematics and other people can take it and, and reuse it. And really, um, it gets us where we need to be a lot faster than. Um, one at a time which always is, is a good thing.
0: Again, just turning back to the rooms, uh, um My
1: question relates to
2: Yeah. So, at the, so the moment the store. Just, uh, repeat the question. So it's how do we how do we maintain a high quality um, data publishing infrastructure to keep the, the, uh, the data available? So right at the start um, when we were kind of just kind of getting it up and running, um, there was a lot of manual work to kind of get populate the data store, um, collect data together. <coughs> um, we've started to um, we've automated more of that now. So where you know uh, so so my my. Um, my in- improvement for datagov UK is being able to more easily find data that's about my local area, because we spend a lot of time shopping around mm. trying to find that, and then just kind of scripting up the kind of imports. So we bring kind of, we subset national data sets down, um, so we have kind of stay on top of those kind of feeds. Um, but what we've done is, is to is move from the council giving us kind of data exports from their systems to us working more closely with the, the IT department in the council to explain to them how to integrate their databases directly with the store. So now we've moved to, uh, we go through a cycle of, we request some data from the council because they have an open data policy. Um, and then it, after, after a while, a feed will just be put into the store. So they're kind of running it from source so that we're not kind of acting as a, an intermediary. So it's trusted data. Yeah, we don't. Uh, we have not explored uh, SLAs. I mean, we're using a hosted s- store, which kind of gives us kind of scope to make sure that what we're, p- the data infrastructure we're providing, has got plenty of headroom for people who are building, um, building applications against it. Um, but n- no, we haven't really got into that kind of SLA territory at the minute.
3: Um, we've, we've, in terms of data quality, we've, um, because we have community-based publishing, um, and IOT is slightly different, but. If people give us kind of consistent, clean data, we surface analytics back to them for free. Um, so we encourage good behaviour um, that so that other people can access the data kind of cleanly. Um, so that's that's the, I suppose giving them an upside. Um.
0: Hmm. I suppose actually just building on that question, I suppose going back to the data market, data marketplace. So if I was to think of say the Amazon marketplace, which is there on their side, which has a combination of Amazon's products and products from other people that they've brought into the marketplace. So Amazon play an active role in that market in making sure there's enough things there for people to buy and to keep coming back. I suppose, is that a concept anyone has seen around data marketplaces and data markets? Is that something you saw, Lee, for example, when you were a product manager in those roles of trying to create that active market such that people want to come and visit and spend there? spend their footfall in it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for the, um, back then, uh, the, you know, the most of the focus was on just trying to find publishers to come onto, onto the platform. I think it's, it's only at the point where you've got a kind of critical mass where you then kind of I think, move towards, can you nudge towards more standardization or try to raise the bar on, on the quality. And I don't think any of them got actually got to that point. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I mean, I can see that there, there is certainly a role in in that kind of environment for the kind of platform owner to help um, support a thriving marketplace. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I definitely agree that, um, you know, if you're thinking what, what can government do, what, um, You know, if, my view is that in some cases they should be hosting these marketplaces, actually being more proactive around um, how we can ensure those um, SLAs. So maybe this is one back to, to Paul Maltby's, um question. Because if we want civic hackers or you know entrepreneurs out there to start using even open data as it currently stands, um, it is a barrier if we cannot guarantee that particular data sets will be renewed with a certain regularity, that they'll be here five years from now, um, that they will be available across a whole geographic area, particularly if we're trying to pull them from a patchwork of different organizations. And I think that is one really, really useful thing that um, that could be done, and maybe that's a marketplace, maybe it's just you know, a, a more searchable open data portal, but without that, we're not gonna get the level of innovation in the community that, that we could otherwise have. Cool.
0: Any thoughts on that, Yoda? It's fine to say no. <laughs> not really, it's been awkward. So uh, we're coming up to 10.2, so we're gonna be wrapping up shortly. Any more questions in the room here? Anyone to drill into any of those points they've heard?
2: Well, yeah. Well, it
4: wasn't. And anyone got a question by name, good. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, earlier on
2: so I, I think um, government certainly has a role in encouraging uh, private sector to p- uh, publish more open data I mean it, so I think there is a uh, I think there is opportunity to um, I say regulate to encourage uh, particular sectors to publish data and to do it in a consistent Way under an open license there, there have been uh, successful approaches. I'm um, you know, thinking about things like the local government incentive scheme where government eman- you know, central government kind of incentivized publishing of consistent open data at a local level and that data has continued to be available so they're kind of planning the toilets or that those three or four data sets. So I think there is scope to kind of um, provide a kind of guiding hand of what da- what the expectations are in terms of what data should be available and the way it should be provided. But I think that's kind of different to running the kind of data infrastructure that then makes that available to people.
1: I think we so the questions around how you know passive or active government should be. I think you know government and the public <coughs> sector are particularly well placed to do a certain number of things, and they should try and do those things well. And I think this is an area where they really could do it if they are already ahead of the game in terms of publishing their data, and it really has been driven by government and the public sector in terms of open data. I see them as if they can host the portal, absolutely there's room for lots of different portals run by different parts of society, but if we're trying to generate some credibility that makes a lot more organisations share their data, saying if you're going to corporates or SMEs or charities and saying, look, this is the official. Uh, You know, the Leeds store, the London store, the Manchester um, store, I think that does give it some clout. And I think government has every right to say, no, these we insist on some SLAs, we insist on some data standards, and we'll hold you um, to that. Um, It doesn't prohibit other actors in society from creating their own versions, but um, this is something that government, I think, could be doing well, um, and as it's already publishing its own data, it's kind of a natural place to start.
3: I, I think government should be a subscriber of the data, in a sense, like the, the purchaser or the user of the data. I think they should be, because they're really. I mean, I, I talk about the use case a lot, where kind of we were trying to get one council to share parking data between different departments. And it was it was it was impossible. Um, it, it, literally, it was it was horrendous. Ask me about it afterwards. I mean, but you know one department, a council, should be able to kind of get data, either purchase or whatever model, from, you know, TfL. You know, that, that friction should should not exist. But it does, right? We know that they can't really at the moment. There's something that, that's something that's a barrier. So I think actually that's the role is actually to, to talk about how to create or how to not necessarily make the integration points, but how, how are they going to talk um, and, and, and set the standard. Um And just like we, you would do with any big organization, you say you know we we talk rest or we talk blah and then and then you kind of the, the impetus is is is, um, is or is some sort of metric to uh, around the usage of data um, tells you a lot about the i suppose the quality of the data and whether that actually data set is useful or not, um, and why isn't it useful and, and, and you can kind of debug the problem. Um, um, generally, but so so yeah, I, I would say kind of as a subscriber. I don't know what to call it, or as a user of the data. That's that's really the um, the KPI that we should be looking at. Cool,
5: that's great. So just picking up on the point you made about it was a nightmare trying to get two councils to share parking data. Is is the issue more down to the root of uh, data ownership or? Who who do, who the council thing owns the data? Because in reality, it is not their data. If it's a parking lot and it's a council on parking lot, if I'm a council resident, it's my kind of contributed data. Like. Yeah. And 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 because these organisations, SMEs included, believe they own the data when they don't actually, we face all these issues about sharing not sharing because. If you ask any bank, if you ask any gas supplier uh, whose data is it, half of them will probably say mine when it's not, <laughs> when it's actually the consumer. So maybe there's a data awareness, data ownership issue. Uh, because yeah. it, it, you're effectively talking about a pyramid, wherein the citizens are at the base who generate the data, whether it be wholesale gas trading or a retail you know, gas consumption but they're not aware that it's their action that is causing all of this pyramid to spiral up. If they are made aware, then maybe these are arguments about who should share data with whom and, and whether sharing data is really a risk because at the end of the day, if I decide to share my name and address with everyone, it's not your problem if it's a risk. I'm sorry, I'm not picking up on you. I'm using an <laughs> example. It's not your problem bank or, or, or British Gas that, you know, you're complaining about risk. I have decided to share my data. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: Is that the real problem that we should be addressing? Rather than, because that will in itself create marketplace.
3: Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you. Like it's, we've tried to get, I mean, all of our, pretty much 99.9% of our, our data sets are our community that people have chosen to share. When we've gone to councils and said, can we get access to X, Y, and Z data? Most mm-hmm. of the time, they've just you know said no or 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 fobbed us off, and, and half of it is it's not really unclear data ownership. I think they know um, the ownership status. I think it's more we don't want to end up on the front page of the Daily Mail kind of attitude. attitude you know, yeah. risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sorry, sorry. <laughs> just, sorry. I'm just conscious of the audience so you can't hear the the microphone and yeah. the time as well. I found it was loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, but it, but it is a it's a really good point. Ownership of data is a very complex topic, and maybe that's a good one. Ma- that might be a good one for us to do as our our Q3 panel on some of these deeper topics that we do about ownership of data. It's a, it's a very tangled, very tangled and really interesting subject. Uh, unpick and start to work out the language there and the rights and the situation. I'm sorry, but we have
5: made it tangled. It's not tangled. <laughs> I'm emotional about it, sorry.
0: No, no, that's fine. Um, if we get, and if we were to roll back 10 years and look at some of the articles that started off some of the open data, it was talking about free hour data. So it was talking about those things. And you know, one of my questions could have been in, in the data marketplace, can I publish to it as an individual and say, my data is open, feel free. So that's a, it was an absolutely fascinating discussion for me. So thank you very much everybody, and thank you very much everybody who's sent in their questions. Uh, just a reminder that obviously the next Friday's lunchtime lecture is on editing out the gender gap. We have Lucy Crompton-Reed, who's the Chief Executive of Wikipedia UK, coming out to talk about some of the issues there as part of our Women in Data series. The, this lecture itself will be available for download. All of our panellists, if you're on Twitter, look on Twitter, their handles are on there. They would obviously welcome all comments, I'm joking. <laughs> they, they have busy lives, so do, do be tolerant of that when people are throwing things back and forth on Twitter. We're all quite, everyone is quite busy. But thank you very much for your time. I hope that was inter- interesting for you as it was for me. You've been listening to a Friday Lunchtime Lecture, brought to you by the Open Data Institutes.